Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. So excited to see all of you here today. If you are a guest, and we are beyond excited that you are here today. I'd love to get to meet you uh, after today's service. So come by and uh, see us. Don't forget, Izzy. We've got a gift for you there uh, in the back. So go back there and get that. Man, I'm believing for, for God's move uh, today uh, in this service. Uh, last week, if you were with us, we started a series called uh, Reset. You know, we're starting this uh, new year, January 2021. And and just given all the things that have gone on in 2020, uh, I believe it's time for us to kind of reset and, and refocus and say, all right, yeah, 2020, it, it is what it is. But as we go into a new year, how, how am I going to go into a new year different? How am I going to face adversity or anything that may, any challenge that may come my way in, in 2021? And we've got to get back uh, to, to who God is, who he says that we are, what his purposes are for our life, and what he is wanting to do in us. And through it. So we need to reset. We need to reset some things in our life. So, so uh, before we jump into all that today, let, let's do something uh, a little different. Let's, let's play a little game, right? I want to do a little name that label, okay? So we're going to throw up some different brands, uh, familiar brands uh, for many of you, and uh, we're going to fill these up uh, here on, on the screen. So Jason, if you're ready, uh, what, what brand? All right, Apple, yeah, yeah obviously it's an Apple. Who we got? Google, okay. You guys are doing good. McDonald's, you're three for three. Come on, let's keep it rolling. Amazon. Amazon, all right, good, good. Who else? Who else we got? Nike says what? Do it, right? Let's go. Come on, Pub Subs, man. Pub Subs, Bogo, Sweet Tea, and little things. Banana pudding, you can get in the deli. Yes, sir. Pub, Pub. All right, where's the Chevy people? Come on. Where's the Ford people? Ford. Right. I don't know what else there is. That's not Um. Oh yeah, all right, Facebook, many of you are happy with Facebook right now, right, so, anybody else, what else, we got one more, I think, all right, so we just separated the room, some of you are on Instagram, some of you are like, what's that mean, um, and so, uh, that's all good, so we got all these different brands, now, the reason I want to throw these out here, right, is because branding uh, is something that's really important when it comes to marketing, right, um, it, it's, it's a way to create a following, it's a way to connect with customers, it's a, it's a way to, um, uh, to create a, a loyal customer, so you would, you would come up with this brand, this logo or, or a slogan, and, and it's a way to create kind of a, a following uh, within, uh, within marketing, because let's be honest, there are products that we're loyal to, right, many of you, you said Chevy or you said Ford, right, how many of you are Coke people? Right? I know the joiners are, and, and, and the Hoffmans are, right? Uh, anyway, uh, Pepsi. Who are Pepsi? We've all Pepsi person. Y'all know I love me some Mountain Dew. How many of you are like, no, water for me? All right, you guys are super healthy. Good job. Uh, I haven't quite jumped on that, that train uh, just yet. Hey, I, my, I keep joking with my wife, but, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get fit and exercise and lose weight. And this year, 2020, I'm letting go. Come on. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what I'm going with. And I'm working on it pretty good so far. You know? <laughs> Went out to eat twice this year. Uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, you're going to be loyal. Well, well, how about this? We're going to separate the room right here. Mac people, where you at? Mac, Mac, Mac Apple products. Okay, got a few of you. Uh, everybody, Mac, it's a cult. Yeah. No, no, it's not. It's okay. Anybody, PC people, it's computer road. Anybody's like, I don't really care. I don't, okay, all right, that's good. Uh, I knew there would be a few of you, right? But yeah, so it helps create this, this, this following, this customer loyalty. It helps differentiate a company. 
with all the other companies in, in the marketplace. A label represents identity, right? A label represents an identity. It's, it's like, this is, this is who we are as a company. This is, this is who we are as, as Coke or as Pepsi or whatever that product is. And a label uh, kind of sets up that identity. It's not much different for us, is it? The same could be said for us in the labels that we oftentimes will take on ourselves, whether someone has given us a label or, or whether that label uh, you know, is something that we've come up with um, as well. But the, the label can be given to us and represent our identity. At some point in your life, whether positive or, or, or negatively, you've been given a label. Right? Maybe you've grown up and, and you've had uh, it's that person, maybe it was a coach or, or, or that parent or that teacher or somebody that just really believed in you. And, and you, you had that person and they spoke like good things over you and they said, man, hey, I'm proud of you. Hey, you're going to be something someday. I see greatness in you. I love you. And maybe you've had that person in your life, but, but, but maybe some of you in the room, you, you didn't grow up with that person or you don't have that person um, in your life. And so they spoke other things over you. Maybe that should be nothing Maybe you want to mount to anything, or you're, you're, you're a loser, or maybe they've spoken. And, and as they spoke those things over, it, 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 it begins to become an identity in your life. You begin to take that label on your life. Right? Many of us probably have at some point over time. Sadly, there's some that are struggling in the present because of labels picked up in the past. Because those words, those words as we hear them, and for some, as they hear them over and over again, they begin to accept that as who they are. So it begins to change the course of their life. Oh, that must be who I am, so that's just what I'm always going to be. I know I opened up super heavy on you guys this morning, but I promise it's going to get good. Someone said something about you, so it made you feel like that must be true. Something happened to you, or, or, or you did something, maybe, and you couldn't shake that guilt, you couldn't shake that regret, and, and it's like, oh man, you know, I became a, a addicted, so I'm just an addict, and that's all I'm ever going to be, and that's all everybody's going to see you being there, and that's so much stronger than the truth, and it could be, because then God, God says so much more. But still, we can take on... Those labels in our life. Someone may stick over you and say, hey, you're, you're lazy or, or you're, you're sensitive. And you're just annoying. And you're just, you're just average. And there's all these different things that people don't realize what they're saying. And, and they speak these things over our life. And we begin to accept those labels. Or maybe, maybe you grew up and maybe your family was dysfunctional. So that's just what you know. And it's like, well, it's just, it's just the way it's going to be. Or, or you're like, I don't want that in my life. So I'm not going to have a family on my own. And it affects your future and your outcome, right? Or maybe you had some issues in relationships with family or, or, or other types of race, relationships where trust was broken, so it's hard for you to trust people today. There's all kinds of things that we could uh, accept in our life, and, and these labels, they can become identity to us if we allow. So here's the thing. You have a choice. You didn't choose those labels on your life, but you have a choice Moving forward from now on, you have a choice to, to reject those lies over your life and accept the truth of God in your life today. And that's what I hope you're going to discover. That, that's, my, that's my goal. That's what I feel God has wanted to speak to you uh, today is, is those things that have been spoken over your life. They didn't come from your creator. They didn't come from the one who created you. They didn't come from the one who had your very uh, purpose and future in mind. They have come from the created. 
It's time to debunk some lies in your life today. It's time to take off some labels in your life today. It's time to take off that loser label that was given to you when you were a kid. It's time to, to take off that addict label. That's not for you anymore. Come on, it's time to take off all these lies and all these things that the enemy has tried to put on you for so long. And it's time to accept the truth of God, the truth of who he says that you are today. Come on, anybody, anybody okay with that? I don't know. Like, trying to read the room this morning. You have a choice. You can ignore the doubters. You can, you can uh, uh, tell all the haters to get out of your life. You can stop listening to the lies. Well, you have a choice. You may not have chosen those labels, but you have a choice of what to do from now on. And understand that the only truth that matters today is the truth of God and who he says that you are. That's the only truth that matters. And I pray this statement is going to bring some freedom in your life. And I pray that this is something you write down, that this is something you hold on to, that every time that you feel like those, those labels are creeping up in your life again, that this will bring some freedom in your life. Even right now today, I pray through the power of the Holy Spirit that you would understand God's power is bigger than your past. I don't care what you've been through. I don't care what anybody has ever said to you. God's power is bigger than that. It's bigger than that. His truth is stronger than any label that has ever been put on you. Begin to understand his truth. That's why we got to know his word. Right? That's why we got to know his word and understand his truth for your life. And declare that over you. Today's message is called A New View of You. It's time to start seeing yourself the way that God sees you. Instead of the way the world sees you, the way that other people have seen you all your life. The way the enemy sees you. Well, it's time to see how God sees you today. Maybe you need a reset and a new view of yourself. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, we've got a Bible. Go ahead and open up there. It's going to be on the screen for you as well, but have a Bible or a device or something with that there. 2 Corinthians 5, just one verse, right? Verse 17. Even though it's one verse, this is a powerful verse. This is the gospel. This is why Jesus... Hey, and it says this, anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. Someone say new this morning. The old life is gone. The old life is gone. And the new life has begun. I find it interesting that it says the new life has begun. It's a process. The process of sanctification. It's a process of becoming like Christ. And as we accept him into our, our life, as we begin a relationship with him, as we begin to follow him, his teachings, and, 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 and try to grow in, into this relationship with him, we see that process play out and work out in, in our life. That, that's why people struggle. They try to fix all the outside stuff because maybe of those labels, and, and, and it's backwards. Because we try to fix all those external things only to two weeks into stopping this or that. It's like, ah can't do it. Because you can't do it on your own. Right? Jesus changes us from the inside out. It begins with this very thing. The old is gone. The new has come. And I pray that for, for someone here today. And if you're watching online and you're struggling with some of these labels and these identities that people have put on you, the new has come. If you'll accept Jesus in your life today. Anytime you start to give in to that label, Whatever that is for you, anytime that you start to give into, anytime that your past begins to creep into uh, your life, anytime the enemy starts trying to throw shade your way, 
He's going to try to accuse you. He's going to try to say that. Hey, listen, you can't follow Jesus after all the stuff you've done. That's why many people they'll say, I, I can't go into church. The roof is going to cave in. If I go into church, he's going to burn down. And, and people stay stuck in it. We joke about that, but people stay stuck in that. They won't come to church. And then you'll try to say, why, why are you trying to, why do you even go? Those people are going to judge you. Why do I even go? Why do you go? People stay stuck. And, and they don't even realize that we're all sinners, that we've all got a past. We've all got some junk in the trunk, let's be honest, right? We've all got some issues. It's an even playing field. So how, how do we do? Anytime those things start to creep up in our mind, what, what do we do? We begin to take hold of God's truth and you declare it over your life. You, it, it's easy to accept what someone has said, and you hear that so many times that it becomes comfortable, and it's just because this is all I know. But as you as you open God's word, and as you get to understand his truth and who he says that you are, you begin to declare that over your life every single day. Right? Declare God's word over your life. Put the old away, begin to live out the new in your life. Put that old thinking away. The Bible tells us to take every thought captive and submit that to Christ. Right? Put that old thinking away. That's the old way. God is going to give you a new perspective, a new outlook on life. That old way of living, that's not you anymore. Begin to work out God's purposes. He's going to give you a new purpose. That old way of speaking, those things that used to come out of your mouth, that's not you anymore. God will give you a new language. Out of our mouth comes blessings and cursing. And as we learn that, we begin to speak Blessing. I'm not, I'm not talking about like name it, claim it, that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about that. I, I'm, I'm not talking about um, if you just think positive thoughts all the time. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. If you will speak blessings over your life, speak God's truth over your life. We don't realize some of the stuff that we say. We actually say word curses over our life. We don't realize it. We just it's just a thought, and something comes out of our mouth because without the Holy Spirit, we have no filter. Right? And there's a lot of people out there today that have no filter. God's word. The old is gone, the new has come. So here's what here's what you do. Here's what you need to understand. This is what I've come to know. Number one, God will give you a new name. He makes us new in so many different ways. One of the ways that he's going to give you a, a new name. You're like, oh, I kind of like my name a little bit. I'm not talking about that, right? He'll give you a new name. God, the creator, think about this. God, the creator of all things, is going to give you a new name, a new label, so to speak, a new identity. You're not what the world says. You're not what, uh, you know, little Johnny said to you on the playground when you were 10 years old. You're, you're not what maybe that family member said to you. You are who God says that you are. He will give you a new identity. Right? Again, we may have accepted labels. We may have accepted lies from the created instead of the creator. The one who created us. The one who gave us life. The one who gave us the plan and purpose for our life. So the next time someone says something, then think about that. They're, 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 they don't have control of your life. You, you can let them live rent-free in your mind if you, if you want, but the next time someone says something like that, the next time you have that thought of those things in your past, remember that's, they have no power and authority, only to which you allow them to. God is the one that created you. He gave you 
a life and a plan and a purpose. He'll give you a new name. All throughout Scripture we see this, right? Abram and Sarah. God makes a covenant with them. They'll be uh, the, the, the parent. Uh, God's people, they'll be the father of many nations, right? But, but if you know the story before all that, they could not have children, right? Yet God changes their name to Abraham and Sarah. And they become parents of future generations. Jacob was trickster, right? He tricked his brother Esau out of his birthright. And as we see him battle and struggle, God changes his name. He has an encounter with God. God changes his name to Israel, which means God will prevail. Gideon, he thought himself insignificant, but God spoke over him and said, I'm a mighty warrior. God's going to give you a new name, a new identity. He's going to give you a new name today. You need to reset today, maybe. You need a new view of you. Maybe you've taken on some labels that God has never given you. It's time to get rid of those labels. It's time to take those labels off. It's time to defeat those lies in your life and see who God says that you are. God's going to make you new. This one, he'll give you a new name. Number two, God will give you a new purpose. Luke chapter five. Many of us are familiar with Peter. First time Peter encounters Jesus, he's out fishing, right? And he's been fishing all night long. It's not the kind of fishing that we're used to, Ted, with the rod and reel, just hanging out, tip back Mountain Dew or two, and just kind of shoot the breeze, right? And this is their job. This is their livelihood. They're commercial fishermen, throwing nets um, out. And they have been doing this all night long, throwing their nets out, throwing their nets out, and they didn't catch a single thing. That's why they call it fishing, right? And not catching. So I've been told. That's number two. And I've experienced it. That's number two. It's like, oh, I'm fishing. And I kept all night long. Throwing these down. I don't know if you've ever thrown a cast net before. But after a few times, they just like, it's very tired. And there's a certain way you hold it, and your shoulders get tired. You want to work out for it, but like, throw a cast net. Your shoulders start to get tired. And they did it all night long, Caesar. Oh, this net. And it was probably a really big net. Not like what we're probably used to. Oh, I'm throwing this net out. Letting this net down. And they've done it all night with nothing to show for it. And they come on shore. Jesus had a crowd gathered where he's teaching. Peter meets Jesus. Jesus says, Won't you throw the net on the other side? And, and I can imagine, you know, myself being in Peter's shoes and like, Jesus, like, you're a great teacher. I see you have a crown. That's awesome. I do this for a living. Like, I know I, this has been my life, my whole entire life. I know the ins and outs of it. I know how to tie the knots. I know how to throw this thing. I've caught many fish in, in my life. I like, no offense, bro, but like, this is what I do. Jesus, throw your net. So Peter throws the net out. Maybe you know the story. He throws the net out. And they, they, they are overwhelmed with how many fish that they catch in this net, right? They, 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 they're piling on. It's overflowed in, in, in their boats. Jesus says, listen, I want you to tell them, I want you to follow me. You were a fisherman, but now I'm going to make you fishers of men. Right? God will give you a new purpose. And, and isn't it like God to take little insignificant things in our life and give us a calling and a purpose greater than we could ever imagine or understand 
Like, in fact, he'll even use some of those hurts and some of those pains and some of those experiences that you've gone through in your life. He'll even use that for his glory. That's why the Bible says he will work all things together for our good, for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. Even the things that you have been, even the things that you wish would just go away and that you could just get over and never uh, remember them ever again, God will use that very thing in your life for his purposes. He says, listen, you understand fishing. You, you, you understand catching fish for a prophet, but now you are going to catch men and bring them unto me for an eternal purpose. Not a prophet that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow, but an eternal purpose that will never fade away. God is going to give you a new name. He's going to give you a new purpose. Listen, man, I, the fact that I'm up here speaking for a living, so to speak. Like, I was the shyest kid in school. I've shared that with you before. Like, I would, I would not. I didn't want to speak. I was insecure. I didn't want to say something that, that would be stupid or, or that I would be made fun of. And so, so I, I, I just, I wouldn't speak. I wouldn't speak. I, I would take zeros on class projects. And when, when I did get out of high school and into college, they would make us do these presentations. I hated it. I just didn't want to. I, I wouldn't do it. You know, nervous and clammy and sweaty. I still get sweaty, but just because I move around a lot. God, this side of the room thinks I'm funny. <laughs> but yeah, so, so the fact that God would say, oh, okay, you think you're shy and insecure, buddy. Yeah, you don't, you don't even know what's coming up. Huh? To now me here speaking, God will do more than we can ever imagine. And, and like, isn't it like going to look at Moses and say, hey, Moses, I want you to go. I want you to speak to Pharaoh. I want you to go. And, and get my people out of Egypt. And, and Moses was like, like, like I, I can't. Old Mel Tillis, you know, some of y'all know that. I can't, 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 can't speak well. And God's like, are you serious? Do you know who you're talking to? Do you know who created you? Who gave you that tongue in your mouth? Right? Isn't it like God to take our insecurities, the things that we consider weakness, our troubles, our trials, to take some of those insignificant things in our life for his purposes and his greater purposes. Isn't it like God to look at Abraham and Sarah and say, oh, you have no kids? Well, guess what? It's a boy. You're going to be parents of my people. God will often use our lack and our weakness to show who he is. He'll use the foolish things to shame the wise. In our weakness, we are made strong in him. Maybe you're like Peter today. Maybe you find yourself, you're throwing up your nets. You're throwing it up. You're working. You're doing this. And you're doing that. You, you find yourself trying to make ends meet. And you're living paycheck to paycheck even. Maybe you're struggling. Maybe you find yourself like Peter and you're, you're throwing up these nets and, and you're, you're living in the moment with no goals or any dreams. Or, or, or maybe, maybe you're just working for a paycheck or just working for the weekend. Maybe you're not even sure what you're working for. And it feels like your purpose is empty and small. You need to realize right now today that God has a purpose. And if you'll stop viewing yourself in light of what you do or don't do or did in your past or what other people have said of you, and start living by what God says. Start living out his word in you. Start living out his truth. Start declaring that over your life. And start giving in to the lies of the enemy today. Come on, God has a new name. He has a new purpose for you. Start giving in to who he says that you are. Take hold of his word. Get it in you. Find a place where you can hear from God. So that you can understand what he wants to do 
in your life, and soon you will realize there's so much more to the picture for you that meets the eye. Have you ever put together a puzzle? My kids love puzzles. I used to love them when I was a kid. But if you ever put together a puzzle, it's easier when you know what it looks like, right? So if you're putting that puzzle together, let's say it's a, it's, it's a mountain scene, right? I know several of you in the room, you like the mountains. And so let's say it's this mountain scene. And that mountain scene, you know, it's got, it's got peaks and, and it's got valleys and, and some of them are snow-capped and there's all these different colors. There's blues and purples and, and you've got the skyline and maybe there's some clouds. And then, the, and then down at the bottom, there's some nice little happy trees. Well, Bob Ross referenced there for you. And, and, it, and, it, and then maybe you've got some water on the bottom and it's reflecting all of these things into the water. So, so as you look at this picture on the box, you begin to see, okay, here's a little blue spot right here. Right? Oh, hey, here's, here's, here's a water ripple. I feel like it's easier when you can see the big picture, right? That picture for us, as we, as we get close to God, and as we begin to seek Him out and we have to relate, that, that picture is Jesus for us. Like, you, you want to know who you are, who God wants you to be, what your identity is? That's found in Christ. That's found in, in Jesus. As you pursue Him, as you discover uh, who He is, you begin to discover who you really are. You will not find your truer self anywhere else. It's only found in it. Right now, today, you might feel like, I'm just a dad. I'm just a mom. I'm just a blue-collar worker. Just trying to make ends meet. I'm just a student. Just a teacher. I'm just a mechanic. Just a secretary. You know, I'm just, just working. Just a factory worker. Just an engineer. Just a, just a business owner. You might think that, that, that that's it, but, but Peter was a fisherman, right? And Jesus said, you're going to be fishers of men, right? He said, I've got a purpose. I've got a plan for you. You're not just what you do. That's not where our purpose is found. It's not in what you do. It's in who you are. And who we are is who God created us to be. God will use you right where you're at. You know, not everybody God's going to call to be a, a pastor or missionary or, or something vocationally. God, God wants to use, we need people in the marketplace. I mean, come on, for goodness sake, right now in politics, we need some good Christian people in, in, in that realm of life. We need good uh, teachers that, 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 that are following God, and then we need some uh, professors, and we need all sorts of people out in the world. Right? God will use you right where you are at. And he's not looking for labels of perfect. He's not looking for labels of, of talented and, and all together. Guess what? He's looking for the willing. Not always the able, but always the willing. He's looking for the servant. He's looking for those that would seek towels and not titles. He's looking for the obedient, those that say, yes, God, I don't understand it. I don't know how it's going to work out, but I trust you. He's looking for the obedient. Maybe today you need a reset. You need a new view of who you are. You need a new view of God. You need a new view of life. You need a new view of you. You need a reset today. God has and will give you a purpose. We are made new in Him. You are not the old you. You are not the addict. That's the old you. In Christ, you are free. And God will use that. Guess what? God will use that to help those that are experiencing the same thing in their life. The old you might have been in debt, and now you are experiencing financial freedom in your life. God's going to use you to help others. Maybe today the old you is broken and depressed. The new you is at peace with joy. God will use that to help others. 
By God's grace, he's given you a new name, a new purpose. And lastly, God will give you a new future. We all are familiar with Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Philippians 3, 13 through 14 says it like this. Forgetting what is behind and straight into what is ahead, I press on. Someone said press on this morning. I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Like the press on, we can't be held back. It's difficult to press on if we're being held back. And we can be stuck in our past. We can be stuck in those labels and those things that, that people have spoken over our life. We can be stuck in that. So let's not be stuck in that anymore. Get off that old stuff. Get off that stuff that's going to hold you back and, and begin to step into the new that God has for you. And then you also, you need to know what you're fighting for. You're going to press on toward a goal, the goal which God has for you, His purpose. You need to know what you're fighting for because let's be honest, every day is a fight. There is contention for your soul. There is contention for your family. There is contention for your neighbors and your coworkers and your friends. You need to know what you're fighting for. Every day God is wanting to use you. Every day. The God of all creation. The God who spoke things into existence. He has a plan and purpose for you. He's wanting to use you to reach a world in need. Come on, worship team. You guys can come on up. Just a few moments. We're going to worship together one more time. I'm praying, man, if you're feeling this, if you're feeling the tension in your heart today, if you're feeling like, man, I, I need a new view, we're, we're going to pray for you. And I believe God is going to move in an incredible way. But right now, maybe you're having a tension between the old and the new. Some of those labels, some of those things that have been put on you in your life, some of those old ways of thinking, some of those old ways of, of acting and being and speaking. And maybe, maybe you're having a tension between the two. Maybe you're having a hard time getting the new because you're still hanging on to the old. It's hard to press on if you're still hanging on. Maybe you can't fully see or understand the new because you've been seeing things a certain way for so long. It's just been comfortable. It's become normal to you. You've been labeled that thing for so long that you've believed that you've partnered with that. It's time to get rid of that in your life today. You've gotten so used to the old that you can't, can't see the new. Um, our son, Amy, uh, when he was about six months old, we got him this little Mickey, little Mickey dog, about that big. We got it at Mickey's Merry Merry Christmas one year. And Aiden loved this Mickey. Like, it was like a comfort to him. He would, he would sleep with it all the time. Um, he would suck his thumb with it all the time. Like he, Everywhere he went, he had to have that Mickey with him. Maybe you've got kids or had kids and they had some kind of blanket or pillow or something like, like a toy that, that was like that. And this had become a, a comfort for him. And, and we tell him, listen, we're not going to bring Mickey with us to this because you'll lose it. And sure enough, we've, had to, we've lost it. Praise God, we've found it at times. And, and so he kept this thing for years. Years, years, longer than probably he should. You know, we, we got a dog a couple years ago, and, and our dog Buddy, he, he loves the kids' toys. Uh, they like, we tell him, you gotta keep your door closed because he's gonna go in. And he's chewed up Legos, he's chewed up, uh, um, he's chewed up all sorts of things uh, Star Wars figures and Barbies. We got Barbies with one hand walking around, you know, I mean, yeah, uh, all kind of kids' toys. 
And Buddy, he loves these stuff. And the kids have tons of, they call them plushies. They have all these stuff in everywhere. He loves them. Like, they'll try to hide all their stuffed animals under, like, their blankets because they'll bring them out on the couch and stuff. But he knows. He's around there sniffing around, digging through the blankets. And sure enough, he'll get them every time and tell them, listen, you can't do it. I'm not getting another one. Sure enough, buddy, got a hold of Mickey. More than once. Yeah. So at first, it started off with his nose. And it was a slow thing, because we, we would catch him, and we would take him, and, and, and his nose would get all tattered, and, and it was like, man, Mickey's looking busted. As soon as stuffing would come out of it, you know, then Mickey would get dirty and things like that, too. And of course, he stuck in his thumbs with God and Father, all kinds of stuff. But we watched Mickey, and that would wear it out even more. And then Buddy would get him again, but he lost him losing an arm. Then a leg, then a tail, and part by part, poor Mickey ends up losing all his stuff. But, but here's the thing, he still would want this Mickey. It was crazy. It's like, bro, like, he looks messed up. Like, why would, why would, why do you want this? He had to, and he wouldn't take another one. He bought him another one. Ansley has it now. He, he's like, I, no, I don't want that one. Like, this is so weird. Why are you doing it? Like, what's the difference? But he wanted that Mickey. He's all busted up, missing arms, legs, his tail, his nose, all the all stuff, and he's flat. Just a, just a rag now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's everything. His face was all holy, like. And we finally said, Bud, we gotta get rid of me. But he was, he, it was such a comfort to him. Even though it wasn't good for him, maybe, even though it was dirty, even though it was. All tattered and torn. He still wanted to hold on to it. And as the worship team begins to play uh, this morning, maybe that's you today. Maybe there's some things that you're holding on to that they weren't meant for you. They're not good for you. They never were. They're especially not good for you anymore. It's the old. It's old. It's tattered. It's torn. It's broken. But it's become comfortable to you. It's become normal to you. Other people may look at it and think, well, why? Why? Are you? This, is, this looks ridiculous. You don't care how ridiculous it looks because it's comfort. It's time to separate the old and the new. It's time to, to get those old ways out. It's time to let go of those old labels. They were not meant for you. They did not come from your creator. They did not come from God. They did not come from the one who has your purpose, who has the plan for your life. It's time to get rid of the old. It's time to partner now with the new. It's time to declare that new over your life today. What do you need to give up to get where God wants you? What do you need to give up today? What are some labels or some things that you need to give up to get to the new that God has for you? Is it a name? Is it, is it a label? Is it a, an identity? Come on. In Christ, the old is gone and the new has come. You can give it a new name. Come on. Is it something you did in your past? Is it some mistake that's still haunting you to this day? Come on. The old is gone. You have a new purpose. Is it a wrong direction that you took? There was a, there was a fork in the road. You took a wrong direction in your life. 
Well, the old is gone. You have a new future. Maybe today you need to forgive someone. To fully let go of that old thing, you, you need to forgive someone, what they said to you, what they did to you. Maybe you need to forgive them today because it's that forgive, unforgiveness that's causing you to hold on. Because this is what I've come to know. Hurt people hurt people. In their insecurities and in their brokenness and their issues, they end up hurting others. But man, I've also come to know that healed people heal people. And that God not only wants to heal you, God not only wants you to discover this new thing, this new way, this new identity, this new purpose, this new, not only does he want you to discover that, but he wants to use you to help others around you. So this, whenever, every time I think about some, some things in my past, every time I think about what someone has done to me or, or, or said to me, I think about this. I, I choose to trust in the one who holds my destiny. I'm not going to allow a mistake. I'm not going to allow someone to live rent-free in my mind and affect my destiny and my future. I choose the one who created me for a purpose. I choose the one who saved me. I choose what God says. And I'm now going to use words for his purposes. I'm now going to use labels for his purposes. Because I'm not hurt anymore. I've been healed. I'm going to use what God has done in my life to now encourage people and build them up. I'm going to learn how to speak life with my words and not take life with my words. I will declare truth over my life and those around me. Some of you, you need to, you need to get this. You need to begin to speak that over your own life today because we need a reset. The world needs a reset today. Come on. Words right now are being used for division in our world today. Come on, church, don't you dare get caught up in it either. Don't you dare get caught up in it. We are in the world, but we are not of it. We've been given a new name, a new purpose, a new future. So may our words speak truth, may they speak life, and may they bring hope. And guess what? It's not going to be your words. It's going to be as the Spirit gives you utterance. Come on, come on, we need a reset. Will you stand up with me today? We need a reset. Come on, don't, don't let your frustration of what you see around you, don't let that turn into anger. Let it turn into urgency. An urgency to pray more. An urgency to worship. An urgency to come to church more. An urgency to seek after God. So don't, don't let what we see around us, don't let what we've experienced, don't let it turn to hate and to anger and to bitterness and to unforgiveness. Let it turn into an urgency. Man, I, I gotta get a hold of God more. Because I'm tired of seeing all this around me. I don't know how you're feeling today because listen, I know the world seems dark, but it's a good thing that we know the light of the world. I know things seem broken, but I know who restores. It might seem like all hope is lost, but man, I know where hope is found today. Come on, church, we need a reset. Come on, if you'll just lift your hands up in a few moments, we're going to worship together one more time. Prayer team, you can come up. If you are here today, I don't want you to miss this moment. Don't leave this place to sing. God is called to change. He changes everything. Jesus changes everything. It is still the power of the gospel that changes life. Don't leave this place to sing. God is called to give you a new life, a new name, a new future, a new purpose. 
Hey, thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.